Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. Right now is, is a huge opportunity for you to get 11% in this area over what you probably would have done this, this time last year. We smashed a lot of price records across some of the key villages in our area. We look like we're the market leader. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Hi again, and welcome to the Ignite Podcast. I'm Sam Ashdown. And I'm Phil Jones. And today in Windermere, it is raining. For a change. Never rains in Windermere, does it? It doesn't. Today's podcast is all about the challenge of creating leads from properties that are not on the market. So from homes in your area that haven't contacted you directly to say they want to sell and you're going directly to them to say, have you thought about selling or are you planning on selling and getting through their door? And not only have they not contacted you directly, they haven't, haven't contacted anybody. So they're not on the market. There's been no signifiers or indicators that they want to sell at all. So it's a real on-spec approach, which is what a lot of agents do in terms of leaflets. So they'll leaflet an entire area, 10, 20, 30,000 households in the hope that they will find somebody who is actually considering moving at the moment and call them in but we have a bit more of a considered approach and we want to share some ideas and tips with you in this podcast episode so it's really front of mind for us at the moment because we've been open now for nearly four years this has been recorded in the first few months of 2021 and our strategy throughout so far has been to take homes that have been on the market and struggled revamp them with world-class marketing and for the same price sell them quickly and with that creates a brand awareness if you like creates an impact locally where people start talking and and you start getting invited out that way and and then get a name for yourselves we haven't really gone for the market which is definitely a lot more difficult to attract which is the people that, that are new to market however stock levels at the beginning of this year are, this year being 2021 yeah are about half what they were last year and obviously with all the, the pandemic problems etc we're now sitting on about 15 homes on the market which is half of where we should be and the market that is usually our strategy to go to which is the homes on the market already and being the second agent in is now a lot smaller to go at so it's become a lot more difficult to create valuations so now we need to change the strategy slightly and and go to not on the market which if you can get right if it sits alongside your on the market strategy we should cover all bases but it is a lot more difficult so we're going to take you through five things that that we've decided to do and it is early days but we'll share the the results we've had too so what we probably do need to talk about is being selective with those homes so the market that we'll be sending these to and by the way there's a fantastic marketer that phil and i follow called dean jackson and he talks about he he's from the real estate background he talks about being a market maker in other words to actually create the market rather than just follow a market that's already there so the number one tip we have these five actionable ideas for you to try and get to the not on the market properties these are properties that obviously because they're not on the market you're going to have first dibs on them that's what we would hope and also because depending on the way in which they come to you you might not be one of three anymore you might just be one of one, which would be even better. So the first type of marketing to create this market for you is a PR piece. And this is something we did recently because what we found was that because we had such a good run last year in 2020, we smashed a lot of price records across some of the key villages in our area. 
and wanted to shout about it. And it's hard to shout about it and tell everybody how wonderful you are and it still be a credible piece. So what we decided to do instead was angle it as a PR piece where we were talking about the news of the market and then send it to our local paper. And that was pretty effective. We sent them quite a long document. It's probably about 700 words, which would be a feature in the local paper. And our paper is quite a strong paper in our local area. We included about four or five images and they printed it pretty much word for word when I want to say print, it was the online version. One typo. One typo. In the headline. In the headline. But that was actually in the Gazette piece itself. Yeah, that wasn't always, that was them. And that was them, yeah. Then they shortened it and put it in the in the printed version, which comes out once a week. And so, and that actually got us about, didn't it? It did, straight away, yeah. Something to note is that the main concept of the PR piece was a market update. That was kind of the idea it was the hook, of it. wasn't it? Yeah, that was the hook. It's just so happened that in there was evidence that of three records we broke last year. That wasn't the main point of the article. I think had we written it with that being the main point, we'd have probably had a bill, uh, an invoice for advertising. All these wouldn't have printed it. No, so we had to talk about ourselves in the third person. We had to follow the rules of uh, press jo- release. It was like Joan says. Joan says. <laughs> Joan didn't even know he'd said it. Yeah, jo- Joan would never have said that. I think the headline was something like Lakes Boom, Lakes Property Boom, or something like that. It was. It, it missed. I think it missed out Lakes. It, missed, it, it yeah. said Boom in. Or, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's been missed out 2020. Did it? Your legs oh, right. boom in. Boom. Legs boom in. So that was good and it did get us a vowel and we're still waiting to hear whether that's converted to instruction, but it didn't feel like the kind of valuation appointment where anybody else was going to be invited in. It felt like we were probably the only person in. Yeah, so just talk through quickly who wrote it and what did you do with it? So we actually were lucky enough to have a copywriter here who has been trained in journalism, thank goodness, Isaac, otherwise I was going to have to go back to my old PR writing books and see if I could work out how to do it. Apparently the local paper will do that for you or local PR can will do that for you but it was about maybe 600 words and I, I tried to like Phil says I tried to angle it you know read a lot of articles and see what a news piece looks like and how it starts but try to angle it as if to say as if it was completely third party but it's not easy to do. I think use a company to do it if you don't have the skills yourself. And also make sure that you get it fully proofread before it gets sent off, because that has bitten us before. <laughs> but if you write it as if it's a press release, they being the newspaper don't have to do anything with it, it can literally be printed as it is. And so they'll scan it through, make sure it's been written properly, and then they'll just publish it, which is exactly what you want. Yeah, so we had a success with it. We got a, a vow worth about 1.25 million, and some of our bio members also had success with it. So when we create a PR piece like this, we send it to our members so they can get it out there so they don't have to write it. I write sales letters all the time. Sam writes content and sales letters all the time. I couldn't have begun to work out how to write this PR piece. It's quite hard. You have to have a different mindset. Very newsy. It will cost you about two to three hundred pounds for a local PR company to do it for you. I think our local company charges something like 150 pounds to write it and another hundred pounds to distribute it. And it's worth it. In fact, if they'd been available, that would be my first route, but they weren't available. So me and Isaac did it between us. I think we did an okay job. Yeah. If you want to see an example of it, we'll make sure there's one in the show notes and you can see what we did. Yeah. So number two is a letter that gets sent out to not on the market home. So it's a sales letter. I think it was about four or five pages what we did. And again, it kept to the same subject of a market update, which is real news at the moment because if you're not selling or you're not buying and your property market information you've had is from the newspapers very early on in 2020 when the pandemic hit all the news was that it was going to crash and there hasn't 
really been a mainstream update to that. So we, we see it in the industry press, don't we? But the Joe public doesn't. No, it was because they only print negative news. And so a lot of people are coming to us saying, oh, are you struggling? Is the market struggling? And it's just a lack of awareness. So it's real news to say, actually, right now is, is a huge opportunity for you to get X percent, it's, it's actually 11% in this area, over what you probably would have done this time last year. Mm. Uh, and that is real. It's newsworthy content. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's something they really want to, to read. So Sam will talk through the audience that we sent the letters to, but just to give results, at the moment, we've sent out 300, another 300 are going out today, and we've had three responses to vowels. Which is phenomenal for not on the markets, especially at the level we're, we're targeting. All over a million. Exactly. One actually probably over two and a half million, what we think mm. later this week. It's, it's definitely a way of owning the news as well. And that's kind of what we were with the PR piece. Let's own this news. Because if one of our competitors had put something like that out and then owned it in their own way, we would have felt pretty annoyed. So got in there first, got in there with our spin on things, and then we look like we're the market leader and the local expert, and we're also being a market maker. Yeah, so I just want to reiterate that the letter is not about us as an agency at and all. doesn't say, it do is you news. want to sell your home? No, it goes through exactly what happened last year, what happened beginning of this year, why Brexit is no longer a challenge, what we think is going to happen in six, nine months, and what the opportunity is actually right now. And if you want to chat about what the opportunity looks like for you, then give us a call. It's as soft as that. It's nothing about how many awards we haven't won, because um, we haven't. <laughs> nothing <laughs> about... Yeah, if anyone does want to give us an award, I would quite like to win one. We don't enter them, Phil. No, no but, but they could just give us one. Best podcast presenter, <laughs> Phil Jones. So let's look at the way that you can choose the properties to target for our not-on-market letter. First of all, we only look at the top about 20 25% of the market. That tends to fall into the council tax bands F, G and H. We've got very, very few H's in our area. So it's predominantly F and G's. And they do normally, although there's very wide ranging, normally fall the Fs are normally between 500 and a million. The, the Gs are between a million and 1.5 and the Hs are above 1.5, very roughly. So it gives us an indication at least that if it's an F and above, it's probably a good candidate for us and it's probably a unique home as well. Where do you find these? Well, if I just type in council tax ban checker, but it has actually got a proper official government website. Well, I type in what's my council tax ban. <laughs> And then you go to the advanced search and it lets you just search all the F's, all the G's, all the H's in your area. So that's where we got our list from. And we've got about 12,000 on the list for the entirety of Cumbria. And then we cherry pick that down to the particular council tax areas that we want to attract and the bandings we want to write to. So from that, because Phil's got good local awareness of what properties he wants to target, we can cherry pick from that. But that's that. That's where we start off with the list. And from that, I think you ended up with 300, didn't you, that you really wanted to target most closely? Yeah, and because of the success. So what I did is I kept it just a bonus in Windermere, which is around our office and main area. The majority of high value homes are, and we set out 300 because of the success that's now expanded so we've gone the other side of the lake and because the printer printed and because printed, printed we asked for 300 and they gave us about a thousand so they'll keep going out <laughs> until they're all gone yeah yeah i'm going to send but to give you an example one. so 300 was the top tier of a postcode area that's probably about seven thousand to eight thousand population and your team will not like you when you dump a pile of envelopes on the table and say you need to handwrite this list because it does take a long time I did one page myself the first time around. So you handwriting them? Handwriting with a blue pen on a, a white DL envelope. With a stamp. With so it's a quite labour intensive. Why don't you just rank them and print them? So when homes are on the market, they get inundated with agency leaflets and, and letters, etc. And to massively increase the open rate and the read rate, a stamp's really important. A franking for not on the market isn't as big a damage. I'm going against everything we ever say here because they will, they're not on the market and they're not expecting it. 
However, it will definitely still increase the total number of people that open and read it if it doesn't look like a bill from the, the bank and, and has a stamp. It, it looks like it's actually a lot more targeted and personal to them. You want, they want to feel cherry-picked, don't they? Yes, yeah. They want to feel they've been selected in the area. Yeah, and it'll definitely have that impact. If I would definitely rather they went out and they were franked than they didn't go out at all. And it definitely doesn't do as much damage than an on-the-market letter if it's not stamped. But what's the point in doing it if you're not doing it to get the maximum results and therefore you should always stamp? Agreed. Right, let's go to number three. And this is something, again, we've trialled recently. Well, we found lots and lots of statistics when we were sorting out the data for the not-on-the-market letters and also for the press release. And what I did was I put those figures into some slides, just made them look a little bit colourful and designed. There was only about 16 on PowerPoint. slides. On PowerPoint, yeah. You can also do it on Keynote, but I did it on PowerPoint. No, use Keynote. No, it's, it's pretty much the same as PowerPoint, but I find PowerPoint easier. And when I used to do quite a bit of speaking... They always had to have it on PowerPoint. They wouldn't accept Keynote in case it didn't display properly. Mm -hmm. So that's why I had to stick with PowerPoint, even though we're on Mac, which is traditionally Keynote. Talking about Apple, just to totally change the subject, I watched a video on Friday night, because I've got nothing else to do, about Apple Park. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's cool. What it's, kind of park? It's Apple's HQ. Oh, like Google HQ. But Apple's. Well, no. It's cool. It's worth watching. They've got like a central park in the middle. Just trees and ponds. Spoil and... every film and program. You already ever. sent it to me, but you can spoil it for everyone else. I'll spoil it for everybody else today. So when you're watching a film or a TV program, and somebody's using an Apple product of some kind, they are always a goodie. Even if they're portrayed at that point to be a baddie. Yeah. See, that's the kicker, isn't it? It is. But quite often you see actually in these TV shows and films that they don't use Apple. Predominantly, they normally use Android. Yeah, and it's I hope to get around it on a new film. When they show an iMessage being sent, it just doesn't look as, I don't know, there's something strange about having an iMessage being set in a film. Why? don't know. It's always like, a, it feels low budget. Does it? Yeah. They don't show WhatsApp, do they? Maybe they, they're not They just it. shouldn't show messages. Like Home Alone 1, you wouldn't expect it. Home Alone 4, you'd probably expect it. Because mm. it's not as good. Yeah, but what, Toy Story 4, that is as good. No, it's not. No, I watched Toy Story 4 in Oklahoma. No, I didn't. Where was I? Yeah, in Oklahoma. I'm sure this is fascinating to listen to. Oklahoma City. Should we move on to how I created this little video? Yes. So I have video editing software on my, my Mac. It's actually called ScreenFlow. It costs about $150. The same thing for a, a PC is called Camtasia. But actually inside PowerPoint, what people don't know, there's actually a record show function where you can just record the slides, stick some music over the top and you've got a video. And so what I did is I put a few transitions in and a bit of animation for the stats coming in and that kind of stuff. It was only about, I think it was five minutes long. It probably didn't even need to be that long. I put a bit of dodgy music over the top, which cost me about $10. And there you go, I've got a market update video. We're going to start doing these every quarter. But it, it looks professional. It looks like you've thought it through. You can send it to your database. You can put it on a bit.ly link, bit.ly, you know, forward slash bonus market update 2021 or something. And you probably will be able to get that as a unique URL. And therefore you can send people straight to that video. If you have it on something like Wistia or even on YouTube, you can then see how many people have watched it as well. So This is the sort of dodgy music that's on in the background. As if you're about to tell. I actually, actually, yeah. I actually Google murder mystery music. That's what it sounded like. You expect someone to start talking about what happened in the 
So they stick it in night. the show notes and then they can decide for themselves how dodgy it is because it took me about three hours of my life. Did you pay for it? Music. Yeah. Oh, no. $10. Uh, let's move on to number four. Sorry, to talk about exactly what was in the videos. Yes. Uh, okay. I kind of did, yeah. While I was searching for that music. Statistics, market update. It's everything that was in, actually. They're not on the market letter, market update, and the PR piece. It was all put together in... So it was things like, for example, how many properties are on the market now and how many properties are on the market this time last year and what the difference is between the two, which was minus 32%. Also using a lot of right move data, like if I look up at LA23, I can see what the increase in the last year has been on prices because it tells you on the LA23 house prices page, tells you what it was up by, and then you can put that in it. And so I just did that for all our five main postcodes. But we'll put the video in anyway, and then you can judge for yourself whether the music was appropriate or not. So and let's then, move into number four. And then where did that go? I put it everywhere across all our social media. We can all send it out to our database, which we haven't yet done, but I think we probably should do. Any paid ads? No, not yet. I could do. Could do, might do. Could do, might do. Will do? Maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> iOS 14 might get in the way. That's another podcast. Number four is the try again letter or try again strategy. And the idea of this is finding homes that have previously been on the market but failed to sell. And there's kind of a key area you need to look at here. So right now, during the end, well, hopefully, heading towards the end of the pandemic, I'm looking at a key area, which is last January, February, March, April, May, where there was a lot of uncertainty. No one, even with Brexit and with the the virus, where a lot of homes thought, actually, I'll come off the market and I'll sit, sit it out and see what happens the other side. And there's probably about 20 or 30 local homes like that of, of good value where they're now looking for advice. Their current agent, probably... Or previous agent. Previous agent, that's what I mean, yeah. Chances are, have not been in touch since. And the kind of in a, in a time where... If you get in there first with content and educate them, you can jump in ahead of their their previous agent. So they're still sitting on the fence. They're still talking about moving, but they haven't actually done anything new about it. And they're just I mean, this this happened actually very recently where it wasn't a try again, but it was a try again approach where I just gave somebody a ring that we know and said, mm. Look, I know you tried to sell last year and you failed, but now's a great time. And you know, can we come and have a look at it? And we did, and we're getting on the market, and that's going on the market at how much? 750? Yeah. And and so he, he just, his agent just hadn't pushed him that last little nudge. He still wants to sell. It's happened numerous times. Yeah. It even done very well with the try and letter, but even just in periods where we've managed to get someone's number or email and, and or a contact through a contact and jumped in when they were taking a break from the market. At that time, it, it seems very easy to to steal some money, if, if I can use that sort of language. Yeah, we've done it quite a few times in the past. I can I think of a few. It's always worked really well. So the idea of this is to get those addresses. I just use Rightmove Plus. Find homes that came off in in those key months. And that key time could be anything. If you've never done this before, I would look at the last five, six, seven years, you'll have a a whole host, a whole pool of of homes to go for. And and hopefully you you can get 100, 150 that you send a letter out to. And then if they don't answer, send them something else and then door knock and just make sure to find out information of what their plans are. Because if on right, if it hasn't said it's sold, the chances are it hasn't gone, it hasn't been sold because it would have gone through by now. So once you have these addresses, send them a letter and just educating them what the market's like at the moment and suggesting that they try again. It's a different market, try again with a different sort of marketing, with a different agent, with a different strategy, and just educate them about what's going to happen going forward and how make it as simple and easy as, as you possibly can for them to call you out and have a, have a chat and conversation. 
Can you give us an, an example of how that letter might start? How would you open the letter? Yeah, so you need to try and join the conversation in their head. So I'd probably use a different tack at the moment to what I usually would. So at the moment, they probably think they, they probably came off the market thinking, I don't want people around my house while this is all going on. It's going to cause disruption to the market. All the mainstream media are saying that the market's going to crash. So I would join that conversation. So the headline would be something like, opportunity to sell your home for 10%. It was on the market for last year in a market that's it's something along those lines quite strong opener isn't it it's i would be quite firm on on the the facts and the stats and i'll try and ask some kind of question you put me right on the spot by by <laughs> doing that i was trying to think while i was i was buying myself some time yeah i would think about a question that they're probably asking themselves is now the right time to go back on the market we'd say yes something could, like that you could even personalize it couldn't you you could even say yeah. you know is now the right time to put treetops back on the market we, we'd say yes dot dot and then go into reasons why remember when you put anything about benefits and features make sure you back it with evidence and, and what benefit that will cause them so that's the try again yeah and, and i'll send out as a letter you could even do a, a paid ad on social it must be very targeted with the headline has to be very clear of have you tried selling the last three years and failed well now's the your opportunity i would say i was looking at right move plus yesterday and i was having a good delve in it and there's a lot in right move plus about the opportunity when a property is reduced in value so it's it's all reduced in price. So you see a property going from you know a million down to nine fifty, and Rightmove considers that an opportunity. We actually consider it much less to be an opportunity because just reduced with somebody else, they don't want to do anything probably different over the next few weeks, months, or even years. That's not an opportunity for at least six to eight weeks. It's a long time, isn't speaking. it? Otherwise, you're you're disrupting or you're calling into question their well decision. Their, their decision. You're telling them they're wrong. Yeah, and their wisdom. They made a mistake. Or otherwise. Yeah. So actually, this is much more a protecting their status protecting their ego and yeah. their reputation and their dignity. And say it wasn't your fault. No, and things are different now. And yeah. that's why I want to talk to you. Yeah, works really well. So our last tip we've got to attract not on the market homes is uh, by awaiting Facebook. Now, I'm not a massive fan of Facebook ads for estate agents. Most estate agents use Facebook ads, in my mind, in completely the wrong way, which is to advertise properties. And they think by advertising properties with Facebook ads, then they will then attract vendors. But actually, it's a very circuitous way to attract a vendor to advertise properties on the market that may or may not be relevant to that recipient. So I don't think that's a good way of using Facebook ads, nor is a valuation ad like a Valpal or a Proval ad. Normally, it's not really standing out above the crowd now, is it? Because everybody's using them and they tend to give us a very, very low caliber of leads. And maybe they do for you too, if you're using them. So, so Something that we trialed probably a good 18 months ago now, we should do it again actually, is the buyer waiting ad where we had three different adverts on Facebook. We profiled a local family, completely made it up, made it quite wide ranging in terms of what the family in inverted commas wanted. I had a picture of family, but from sort of behind or jumping into a lake or out on a walk or something. So it's a little bit more generic. And then just said, can you help this family and describe what this family wanted? And we got a phone call from one, didn't we? In fact, actually it was a messenger advert. Mm. So we've got a message from a couple or a family that were selling their home and they wanted to know whether it would meet the criteria of this particular buyer and before you ask me whether this buyer is made up yes they are but they're a composite buyer with features mentioned that every buyer wants like views and space to work from home and a nice garden those kind of things so it wasn't that we had a particular buyer for that particular criteria it's more that we've got a whole pool of buyers for the criteria that, that we have and therefore we wanted to make sure that we were wide ranging enough for everybody to be able to recognize their home and what we said, as long as it was a premium home. 
So this particular family phoned us. We're on the market, or about to go into market, I think, for 400 and... It was on the market. On the market, wasn't it? And it was just about to switch, wasn't it, to a different agent. So the call's in instead. And then from that, we did put that on the market. And then the buyer of that house also came on the market with us as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Which meant we got two fees of a, worth about £15,000, I think, from a, an ad spend of about fifty. We still get leads now from from over the... Because it's in a certain area of market where we would never have... We would never get interest unless it was because of these previous homes. So we, it got a foothold, didn't it? There was a valuation there last week. And these must have been 18 months, two years ago, at least. We should so, do it, shouldn't we? You know, we always it, say... They do attract hate, definitely. <laughs> but well, they attract a few comments. I wouldn't call it hate's a bit strong. It depends where you go. If you go, someone's looking for a second home with late frontage and yeah. views, that attracts hate because people get jealous and think they can't even buy their £100,000 flat above the chippy and this person wants a three million pound house on the lake it kind of attracts some comments you have to keep an eye on the comments yeah and make sure you're uh, you're hiding the ones that aren't appropriate but the person who does have that house it doesn't, doesn't say see this. those the- but we you know we always do this we're guilty and you probably are that if you're listening to this guilty of something that used to work that we don't do anymore we should be bringing this in every three to six months and it's and amazing how out. many things not only we do or don't do but when we speak to people is to say what have you done in the past that work really well that you no longer do and there's a few there's three or four that we've done in the past that work really well cupcakes door knocking although I've got pandemic kind of wiped that out yeah cupcakes is good maybe not again at the moment no lots of strategies but what have you done in the past that work really well that you've not done since I can guarantee you there's a few yeah, it definitely will be. So yeah, I'll be putting together a buyer waiting ad today <laughs> to make sure that we at least trial that, particularly when stock is so low and we're trying to be a market maker. And that's what these five things are. So we went through five market maker tactics, which was develop a PR piece and send it out to your local papers. Send a educative market update or whatever the news at the time inside to do it to not on the market homes. And then create a market update from the data you've just pulled together from number one and number two, which is slides, maybe make it into a video. You can actually just show it in slides if you want and save it as a PDF and then it's an ebook. If you want. If you want. Only if you want If to. you can't bother to do the video. Number four, the try again strategy. Find homes that have previously on the market, failed to sell and target those. And then number five, buy a waiting Facebook ad with a little picture of a family who want a home like the ones you want to list. And they are our top five tactics to attract a not-on-the-market audience. So as we suggested throughout all these little pieces that we do for our own agency, we give to all of our FireWave members. So if you are in, in an area at the moment that is taken by a FireWave member, you may have seen these Facebook ads or these Trigon letters or these video slides on social and wondered where the heck they came from or where they got the ideas from. If you haven't seen it, any of these tips and tools, then maybe your area is free. So if you would like a chat to a member of the team, then you can get in touch by emailing sam at fire-wave.co.uk with a short message to say, is my area free, Samantha Ashdown? <laughs> Question mark. And tell me what your area is, so I have to try and guess. And your best phone number. Not your office phone number, because we don't want to waste time pressing one, two or three for letting sales And try and, and get past your Rottweiler. Yeah. Sam who? From Fireware? <laughs> So your best direct number and we'll pick up the phone and call you straight away to see if your air is free. And we look forward to seeing if we can help. And thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Ignite Podcast. We've created a super special free Firewave gift. 
packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.